Here's what's coming up on today's show. Now puts you into a higher tax bracket. That's your problem, not the IRS's problem. So if you're proactive at it and start taking small amounts and converting it over time, you'll be in a better shape by being proactive. Hello, this is Mark Silverman, managing member and founder of Silverman and Associates, and I'm also a certified financial planner professional. I want to welcome you to the Saving with Silverman podcast. I'm glad you're here. Each week, we'll discuss different financial planning topics because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. I got something that I thought was kind of funny I read earlier this week. Back in 2013, a dad in China hired gamers to kill his son in video games so that the son would get a life and start looking for a job. <laughs> wow. I guess I would have I, I would have two questions. Where would you find these people to hire? Good question. And two, what, what does this job pay? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are probably a lot of people out there who would love to have that job. Right. You know, if they're uh, Interesting. obsessed with video games. But, you know, this guy just wanted to get his son out of his basement. And so, you know, so How about doing get some job. parenting and uh, take the machine away or turn it off? Exactly. Or yeah. get rid of it. Something. Right. There, there are some people out there who, have, who are obsessed with these things, and you know, I, I guess it's you know a habit that turns into an obsession. So yeah, but if you're the parent, don't you have the right? Yeah, I don't know. In my opinion, that's I right. would have handled it differently. Hey, we're both parents. You know, we would, <laughs> we would have definitely handled. I'd handled take the machine away. I, w- I wouldn't cut, hire somebody. Cut my to, daughter off. Right. Uh, I wouldn't hire somebody to to kill my son to in in the games so that no. he would get frustrated and. Go out and find a job, you know, so there's got to be a better way. I just way. turn off the Wi-Fi, the Internet, or take the machine away. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. It's crazy stuff. So, anyways. Hey, let's talk about Roth conversions. We haven't talked about Roth conversions in a while. The idea of a Roth conversion is intriguing to a whole lot of people out there. And for some people, it can be a great strategy to enact. So, let's explore that whole concept. If you would, take a moment, Mark, to explain what a Roth conversion is and why it's worth considering. Okay. And this is something we, we use in our practice. Uh, it's a great strategy uh, if it's done correctly for the right person. So this doesn't apply to everybody. But what it is, is taking money from your traditional IRA. That can also be a TSP, a 401k, 403b, 457, anything along those lines that's traditional, which means yeah. the money that's gone in is, is pre-tax. Yeah. So all the money coming out is after-tax. You can start taking it out at 59 and a half. You must start taking requirement of distributions after age 72. Yeah. So that's how that works. So a Roth is money goes in after tax. It grows tax deferred and all the money coming out, assuming you meet certain requirements, you know, there's a five-year wait, other things. Um, but if, assuming you meet those criteria, the money coming out is all tax-free. So the benefit is, let's say we have somebody who retires at age 65 and now their income drops because they're no longer working, we have a window to where we have, let's say, seven years, 65 to age 72, where each year we can look and see how much income they have. Maybe it's either Social Security, pensions, investment income, other income, you know, maybe they're working part-time or doing something, seeing where their income bracket lies and seeing how much room we have to take part of their traditional, uh, which was a 401k IRA, whatever it is, and convert that to a Roth IRA. So the money, let's say we decide to roll 
$25,000 is the amount that we're going to, that we can do without throwing you into a higher tax bracket. And this would change each year because tax brackets change each year as well as your income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would convert that. So you're going to have to pay taxes on that 25000 And it goes into the Roth, which is now going to still grow tax deferred, which will be tax free down the road. The benefit of this is at age 72, had you not done this, have we done this for seven years? Um, you're going to deplete that account. So at age 72 runs or comes around, you have to take what's known as a requirement of distribution. That requirement of distribution is based on the value of that account at the year end previously and your age. So every year you get older, the higher that percentage is. Mm-hmm. So if you're proactive in doing this, the amount you're going to take is going to be less that you're forced to take than you would have had you done nothing. So it's just being smart about it, knowing that you're going to have to pay taxes at some point. Do you want to pay a little bit now versus a lot more later? And so it's, it's, a, it's a great strategy when done correctly. Reminds me of the old television commercial. I can't remember who it was for. It was some oil company or something. You can pay me now or you can pay me later. Right. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, and it's true. And, I, and I, what I tell people is, which way do you think taxes are going? I don't yeah. care You know who gets in there. You know, with The way the debt is going up and the way the spending stimulus, all this stuff that we've gone through the last couple of years through the pandemic, yeah. tax rates have to go up across the board. Yeah, they got to be higher, for sure. They have to be. Why might the Roth conversion be especially helpful for those folks out there who make a lot of money? I think the benefit of that being is just like what I said. A lot of people, their biggest asset when they're hit age 72 is their 401k or 403b or IRA, et cetera. And so having that account, you have no control over what how much you have to take. The government tells you how much you have to take. If it throws you into a higher tax bracket, the IRS does not care. It's your problem. The only legal way to get it out of your estate is to gift it to a qualified charity, which is not your children or grandchildren. It's a qualified charity. So you can get it out of your estate that way, but you've also given up that money. So you don't pay taxes on it, but you also don't have the money. So if you have you know, pensions, Social Security, et cetera, and you have a decent income, and now you have to do a, a, a RMD, required minimum distribution, of, say, $50,000 and now it puts you into a higher tax bracket, that's your problem, not the IRS's problem. So if you're proactive on it and start taking small amounts and converting it over time, you'll be in a better shape by being proactive. Okay. Um, are there any, I mean, Roths can be great, but there are some people out there who make mistakes. And, and I'm just wondering if you'll talk about some common mistakes that you see people make with Roth conversions. I'd say doing it early in the year. I think a lot of times it makes sense to do that later in the year, typically uh, the the fourth quarter of the year, just because you know where your income is going to be. We kind of already have the tax rates, hopefully. So we kind of can kind of figure this out. And this is something that we do with clients. We also involve the client CPA as well, just to double check to make sure the numbers are correct and clients will, will come back to us and say, we need to do X amount based on our CPA. Perfect. And we do that. We facilitate it. Rolls to the Roth. You'll get a 1099R, which will show the, the uh, conversion amount, which you'll have to pay taxes on. But um, if it's done correctly, it can work very, very well. All right. Uh, we're talking about Roth conversions here with Mark Silverman of Silverman and & Associates. And again, if you want to talk more about this and uh, find out more about Roths and how might, they might be good for you, 520-333-7601 is your number to call. Uh, Mark, uh, give us an example of a person who would really benefit from a Roth conversion right now. 
I think um, somebody who's retiring prior to age 72, because now the age is 72. It used to be 70 and a half for those of you that remember that, but now it's age 72 where you have to start taking your required minimum distribution. So if you retire prior to that where your income is going to be lower, that gives you the window of when it might make sense. Um, and just looking at it, it doesn't mean you have to do it each year in the same amount each year, but we look at it each year and say, okay, here's your income for the year. Here's what the brackets are. We have this much room to convert. Um, that you'll have to pay taxes on, but it'll, at the tax bracket you're currently at, we're not putting you into a higher tax bracket, and it's going into another tax-deferred account, so we can still invest it the same way it was invested in the other account. So I think you know anybody that's retired prior to 72 that's in a, a, a fairly decent tax bracket, if you have huge pensions that are putting you into you know, the, the higher brackets, maybe it doesn't make as much sense. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of what you have to look at. Well, kind of following up on that, let's flip that coin. Uh, tell us an example of somebody who probably should not do a Roth conversion. Uh, yeah, just like what I said, I think somebody that's in a higher income bracket, even after they've retired, because yeah. um, typically you don't want to do conversions while you're still working. You know, There's maybe a few cases, but typically we do it when you're retired or maybe they're working part-time. If they're in a really high bracket, it might not make sense. And I would say at a later age, you know, if somebody starts doing conversions in their mid-70s, 80s, a lot of times I don't think you'll reap the benefits of doing it at that point. Yeah. Um, but it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Well, I know that you have uh, a lot of uh, uh, folks asking you about Roths all the time, and it's something that you use from time to time with folks. And if somebody wants a conversation about that, uh, it will start with a 20-minute uh, phone call. And uh, I know you enjoy getting to meet uh, new folks and getting to know them. And uh, what do you have to offer folks when they first get you on the phone? Well, Ron, it's just a conversation. So whether it has to do with Roth conversions, I mean, I can't give you specific advice without having your specific details, being a fiduciary. Uh, that's what a fiduciary means. Some people might be confused by how other people explain fiduciary, but um, I can't give you actual advice without knowing all the details of your situation. So, But general advice and just giving you pointers and, and maybe even get digging deeper if that's where it leads to maybe getting together in person. After our phone call, we can talk about that. But it's just getting to know each other, answering any questions about me and the firm or any specific financial-related uh, questions that you may have. Uh, I do try to help everybody. It doesn't mean uh, you have to be a perfect fit for our to be a client to call in. Like I said, I'm off, this offer is open to anybody that's interested. I'm happy to try to help whoever I can. You've been listening to the Saving with Silverman podcast. If you have any questions at all about your financial situation, please give Mark Silverman a call. Again, his number is 520-333-7601 or go online to savingwithsilverman.com. For Mark Silverman, I'm Ron Stutz. We'll see you next time on the Saving with Silverman podcast. The Saving with Silverman podcast is brought to you by Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, based in Tucson, Arizona. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to shows. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Saving with Silverman to find us or visit savingwithsilverman.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Mark, and to learn more about how to make smarter decisions with your money. Did you know that Mark Silverman also has a radio show? Tune in to Saving with Silverman Saturdays and Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 790 KNST. 
All matters discussed on this show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Silverman & Associates Wealth Management LLC and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Silverman & Associates Wealth Management LLC makes no representation as to its accuracy or completeness. This show shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Arizona or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through Silverman & Associates, an affiliated company.